I think that a lot of people do know some Aboriginal people that just don't realise it. You look at my mum, she's English. You look at my dad, he's Aboriginal. And look at me, I'm a bit in between. <laughs> I haven't got the flat nose anymore. I sometimes wish I did. You know, just because I'm Aboriginal doesn't mean I have a flag tattooed to my forehead. Like most of them call me Auntie Lynn, and I'm happy to be their auntie, even though that I'm not. Because I am Aboriginal because of my DNA, not because of my lingo. I am Aboriginal because of my DNA, not because of my lingo. Meet the Mob, a podcast from 1233 ABC Newcastle with Jill Emerson. Subscribe at abc.net.au slash Newcastle. I'm out in the school grounds of Newcastle High for Meet the Mob today with the 2016 principal of the school, Nathan Towney. You know, Nathan, I've walked around this school, but I don't think I've actually walked on it. How big is Newcastle High? Uh, we have just under 1,100 students across two sites. We've got a site here on Parkway Avenue, which we're at now, and we also have a Cooks Hill Campus um, site, which is over in Lehman Street, which is a partnership between the Department of Education and Big Picture Education. What happens there? Uh, it's a bit of an alternative learning space, where students participate in project-based learning based on interest and um, it's doing wonderful things. We're getting some really good results over there with the Tracy Breeze is a the deputy principal that operates that site and her and her staff do an amazing job and they're getting some really good results. Schools go through phases, chapters, I guess like all of us and from what I hear on the street, this school, Newcastle High, is going through a particularly good phase uh, at the moment. We have a a bit of a catchphrase here where we say Newcastle High where tradition meets innovation. This site used to actually be two schools. So Jumeric Street used to run right through the middle of our school and this used to be Newcastle Girls High and there was another school at the back and they've they've actually combined to create Newcastle High School. Uh, And so... I don't know if you saw in our foyer, there's all of our ex-students that have gone on to do wonder, amazing and wonderful things and, um, you know, we, we bring all that, that history and tradition to also now what we call 21st century learning. So we've got all that, all that history and, and tradition now meeting technology and innovation to help create really responsible and active global citizens within our students that, that come through here now. They're very contemporary words, Nathan. (laughs) Innovation, uh, techno and all of that. What does that translate to, honestly, for school kids that are coming here to Newey High? Look, basically, all the research is telling us that the traditional schooling model is a little outdated. And so schools are, and the department's encouraging this to, for schools to think outside the square in in ways of engaging young people in to, to love learning and to pre- give them the skills that are going to prepare them for life because the traditional schooling model was really preparing for students for a particular industry and a particular skill set and really that skill set isn't required as much anymore and so it's about us as educators looking and saying all right well what are we preparing our kids for and how do we build those schools those skills through a curriculum that's that's relevant and engaging and that is going to really help these kids love learning Nathan Towney with me on Meet the Mob on 12.33 ABC Newcastle. It's just starting to rain a bit, Nathan. Let's just head over to under this tree here. There's not a lot of green at this school. Are you very sporty? We are, yeah. We've got a... We we enter teams in basically anything we can. Uh, We've had a real... a, A lot of success in... Rugby Union is, is really popular here and we've had a number of students tour South Africa last year with the New South Wales CHS Rugby Union side and um, Rugby League's popular. Um, I've got a young fellow walking up here, Isaac McGrady, who originates from Tumala, 
Bogabilla. Isaac, what's it like coming all that way from Tumala to come down to school here in Newcastle? Oh, yeah, it's pretty big. Eh? Um, where um, the school that I went to, there was probably about three nine students there. So coming up here, there's about 170. So, yeah, there's a big difference in year seven and all that. More kids to play with and more kids to compete with. Yeah, it's pretty good. Eh? But uh, I think I'm the best at football in this school. So, um, yeah, I bet Mr. I always carved Mr. Townie up when we played touch, yeah. You're in the higher part of school now. Do you want to go on to your HSC? Yeah, yeah, I want to finish year 12. Any idea what you want to do after that? Uh, probably football if I can. That's my dream. And if not, I'll probably get a trade in carpentry or something. What about a school principal like Mr Townie? <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. PE teacher probably. Thank yeah. you for doing the interview. <laughs> nah, it's all right. How many Aboriginal students are here at Newcastle High, roughly? Uh, roughly, or I know exactly, 63 um, today. That fluctuates and, and changes. OK, that's quite a lot. Yeah, it is. We actually have more students enrolled in, in schools right across New South Wales that, that don't identify for a number of reasons, and I guess my job as an educator is to give them a purpose for identification and, and help them help them feel proud about what it means to be Aboriginal and help them understand what it means to be Aboriginal. And you know, through our, a lot of our cultural programs that we offer here at the school, we aim to, to do that, and we find that that connects our kids together as a group and provides some cultural support and also then gives a bit of purpose. So you know, if they do identify, there is, there is a reason and they're able to participate in, in a variety of cultural programs and learn, learn and just be, be with the mob and be together and that, that forms a sense of community in a, in a very large setting. And that, you know, for me, the, the research says that if, if kids can form a, a connection, really positive connection to the school, that helps with engagement, retention, attendance, therefore their learning outcomes are going to improve. So that's really important for us, not only for our Aboriginal students, but for all students, is how do we how do we help them form that positive connection to this place? And it means that you've got to look at and think pretty creatively about how we do that. And I've got a really good team of staff here that, that you know, that's a priority for us. Nathan, I'm surprised, actually, that you're still working with young people in the 21st century in Australia who are still uh, coming to terms with their identity as Aboriginal. Is there something I'm missing? Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think there's, you know, there's, there's some generational stuff there. There's also um, individual circumstances of being off-country. We've got a lot of kids that you know, have come from different places, some that we just met, and so they don't really have a, a strong connection and haven't had a strong connection with, a, with an Aboriginal community. And, so, and, and rather than when they go back home for Christmas holidays and that sort of stuff, they have a really good sense of connection with that community. But it's about trying to help establish an identity in this community, and um, you know that that involves us working with local people and local organisations to try and get our families connected. And that's yeah, that's a that's going to be a priority for me definitely moving forward. When kids come off country from places a long way from Newcastle, where do they actually stay to go to school? Look, variety of places. Some stay with with family, and I know that we've got some families that have up to eight people in a, in a two three bedroom unit, um, and ages range from you know bubs right through to some of our kids that are in year ten, year eleven. And is that just to ensure that their kids, relative, I imagine, relatives, I imagine, actually go to school? Yeah, and also provide different opportunities to to what what exists in their local communities and you know I know Isaac just spoke about having three year nine students in his whole school previously. Out in Tumala? Yeah and so 
you know, I guess coming to Newcastle provides a, a much broader set of opportunities. And you know, Isaac, for example, has he's just been accepted into a, um, a representative rugby league train-on squad, which we're really proud of him for. And obviously, that opportunity may not exist in in Tumala Bogabilla. Uh, so you know, I think it does provide different different set of opportunities. You're a Wiradjuri man. How important is that as part of who you are? Look, that that's everything to me. Um, mum and Dad are still out at Wellington. Um, Dad grew up on the the common just outside of Nenema Mission, just outside of Wellington. Um, and you know that when I go home, that's somewhere I go and visit frequently, go and connect back to to land. And um, not only there, but my my mum's a, a farm girl. Um, her her parents, my nan and pop, are from Stewarttown, a little place between. Wellington and Orange and so I, I go and connect with that place as well and um, yeah I, I love nothing more than going home, I look forward to every Christmas go back, my wife's family are from Wellington as well and so you know, it's a, it's a place that will always be home to me and it's a place where you know, all, my, all my cousins and every, everyone gather and it's a, it's a really special place and you know, I, I need to connect spiritually um, back to that place occasionally and that makes me more effective in what I do here and you know, often my wife will say, you know, if I if I look stressed or if I if I look run down, and she knows I haven't been home for a while, she says, "You need to go home. You need to get back out to Wellow for a little while." Um, and it just it is good for the soul. And yeah, I think most Aboriginal people that live off country can can associate with that. And sometimes you just need to get the shoes off and, and get on home soil. And I love nothing more than to do that. Do you use that term, proud Wiradjuri man? all the time you certainly do in your email sign-offs <laughs> i do and the the staff and the kids often um not not joke about it but that they they definitely give me give me a bit of a hard time because i i use it a lot as a proud wagery man i i use it yeah at assemblies i use it in speeches and yeah so they, does it really they, make a difference does it really mean something to you it does it well it's who i am so up front and foremost at at ex- for me it tells people who I am what's important to me um, who I connect with, where I connect to um, and that that to me is at the core of who I am so it's important that people know that up front and then you know they yeah, it, it, it helps form a, form a relationship You're also a proud school principal of a very big public school I don't imagine there that you're amongst uh, very big numbers of Aboriginal school principals in Australia. That's quite a feather in your cap. Was it a goal to be a principal? Not at all. No, I, like Isaac, I had dreams to be an NRL rugby league player and um, I actually signed with the Canterbury Bulldogs and played there for three years and then had some injuries and uh, four knee reconstructions and um, it was actually my mother-in-law who said to me, look, you've always wanted to do PE teaching, why don't you apply and see if you can get in? My wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was at Newcastle Uni, and so I applied and had an interview with Johnny Lester, and I'll be forever thankful that he accepted me into the the, um, alternative entry scheme into PE teaching. Because he's one of the directors of the Wallatuga Institute. He is, yep, and I'll never forget my interview that day. Uh, I was nervous as hell, and... Um, walked in and they get, they obviously saw something in me and I, I was I'm be forever grateful. Um, yeah, so started as a as a PE teacher, travelled around a lot. My first teaching gig was at Scone in the Hunter Valley, taught at New, New, uh, North Sydney Girls High, Granville Boys High School. I managed the Aboriginal Education Consultancy team in southwestern Sydney region where we looked after 276 schools. 
then was deputy principal at Wadaba Community School on the Central Coast and then started here 18 months ago as deputy principal and was successful in gaining the, the principal job. Did you think when you were applying to become a teacher that you would be a principal? No, no, I was just hoping to finish my first assignment at that point in time when I was enrolling. Um, and, you know, Wallatooka's just an amazing place. I remember sit- someone sitting with me on that first, when I had to do that first assignment because I hadn't been in school for four years, um, obviously playing footy, and they they really helped me through that first assignment and gave me the confidence to know that, you know, I deserve to be here and that I'm as good as anybody else that's here, and they really gave me that confidence to step up and and do well and, you know, yeah... Here, here we are. <laughs> Nathan Townie on Meet the Mob on 12.33 ABC Newcastle and the podcast. Nathan, you're also an ambassador for White Ribbon Day and you spoke at what will now be last year's White Ribbon Day about your own personal experience of domestic violence. Do you mind sharing with me the, the essence of that story? Yeah, no, not at all. Um, it was a, it was an emotional roller coaster that week. I... Um, prepared and had to write a job application which is a a lengthy stressful process found out I got an interview on the Tuesday morning and then spoke at the White Ribbon Day breakfast on the Wednesday and then found out I got the job on the Thursday so it was a real emotional roller coaster but at that at that I I spoke about um, the journey and the life of my sister she took her own life um, due to a a relationship that obviously wasn't going in the direction that she wanted it to um, and that was a that was a really difficult time for the whole family and, um, yeah, the, the domestic violence in that relationship definitely played a big part in her decision to, to end her life. And, and that, you know, that's something I'm really passionate about. Hence, I've, I agreed to speak at that White Ribbon Day breakfast and be an ambassador for White Ribbon. And, you know, it, it's, it's something that's really important to me. Were your mum and dad OK about you speaking publicly about your sister? They were. It's something that we spoke about. I spoke at the Walker Mile Curry style event the previous year, and you know, I, I actually didn't probably feel real comfortable speaking about it. And the a conversation with mum and dad, yeah, gave me the confidence to to do it. You glad you did? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Probably good for my soul too. And yeah, and for. A, probably good for us as a family to have some of those conversations it's been 12 years and you know like a lot of curry old fellas dad doesn't doesn't talk a lot about stuff and so it was good to to have some of those chats i hope it does some good and i'm glad it was a positive experience for you we're out in the playground here at um your high school and there's a lot of football action happening out there oh the girls are playing too yeah no everyone gets involved here i'm going to go out and carve them up in a minute You've been listening to a 12.33 ABC Newcastle podcast. For more, visit our website at abc.net.au slash newcastle.